Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. The Corks will be popping in Montecito on Thursday because the Duchess of Sussex will have awakened to the news that she's victorious in her privacy battle against the Mail on Sunday. Amid legal twists and some fresh evidence popping up from a former key aide, judges dismissed the newspaper's appeal and ruled Meghan should be paid damages over the publication of extracts of a letter to her estranged father, Thomas Markle. We're joined on the line by the Evening Standard's courts correspondent, Tristan Kirk, to help us unpick today's events. Tristan, could you give us your York Notes guide to why the case was brought in the first place? So Meghan sent a letter to her father, um, back in August 2018, essentially pleading, pleading with him to stop talking to the press and leaking stories. Now, she said that she had an expectation of privacy in that letter, that it was uh, never supposed to be a public document, as it were. And, and so she brought a legal claim against the, the media group, saying that they had breached her privacy and, and uh, infringed on her data protection rights by running extracts of the letter in their article. The Mail on Sunday countered that by saying that their articles were essentially a right of reply for Thomas Markle, and they also challenged whether the letter sent by the Duchess was actually had an ex- expectation of privacy or whether certain um, aspects of it had been inadvertently put into the public domain by her. And then this legal action began in 2019, but it wasn't a full trial. What happened when this came to court? The starting point for this legal case was Meghan filing a claim against the publishers of the Mail on Sunday, the Mail Online, breach of privacy, data protection, invasion of her privacy. Uh, what happened then was there was a series of uh, preliminary legal scuffles over how this case was going to play out, what evidence might be called, where the battlegrounds were going to be and where the lines were going to be drawn. The culmination of all those preliminary hearings was 
uh, earlier this year when the Duchess applied to strike out the defence to her claim and essentially to win the claim outright when she argued that the Mail on Sunday effectively had no workable defence to her arguments and she asked the judge to conclude that she should be given summary judgment and that should be an end of the matter. The judge at that stage agreed with her. He said that uh, the Mail on Sunday had no workable defence, that it should pay substantial damages to the Duchess and a uh, run a full-page apology and delete any of the articles that it had run. And that takes us from that point on to today's appeal, uh, where the Mail on Sunday publishers were appealing against that decision and effectively trying to revive the legal battle. Uh, they argued that the judge had come to the wrong decision, that he'd gone wrong in his analysis, and that there'd been some new evidence come to light, which put a different slant on proceedings. Now, having, having assessed all those arguments and heard that appeal, the three judges in the appeal court decided that the original judge, back at the start of this year, had come to the right conclusion, and so upheld uh, the victory for Megan. We also had what would be described in journalese as bombshell evidence, adding to the bad blood in this case. There was the bombshell evidence, if you can describe it that way, of Jason Knauf, who's the former communications secretary to Meghan and Prince Harry. Now, he had initially stayed out of the legal battle and not been a key witness in the case. He came forward after the, the ruling to strike out the case and revealed a number of things during the appeal that certainly to, to the public and to newspapers were very interesting indeed. Meghan had sent a draft of her letter that lay at the heart of this case to Mr Knauf and he had offered his opinion. In her messages, she had said that she well, contemplated the idea that it, it may well be leaked by her father. You know, She had certainly considered that this was a letter that might in the future become public. And she, she had, according to Mr. Alf, uh, done various things with, with that in mind. So um, numbered the pages so that uh, we couldn't publish three pages and not the other two. She made sure to end the letter on uh, on half sentences so that that couldn't be presented as the uh, as the end of a page. And she'd effectively written every single word with a view that it may well at some point become public. Now, that casual observer may go to the, to the very heart of this case because this was, this was about uh, whether a letter should or shouldn't have become public and if somebody had written it with an eye on it may be becoming public in the future then perhaps that's that's the central question and, and indeed that was that was where the, the Mail on Sunday actually argued uh, in, its, in its appeal but that's not really the heart of the case because the, the, the central question in this is when the, the Mail on Sunday and the Mail Online were publishing their articles and publishing extracts of those, of those letters, whether those articles were actually doing the thing that they said they were going to be doing, i.e. Uh, offering a right of reply to Mr. Markle, or whether it was more about sensational revelations of the letter. And so to have a, an effective defence in this kind of a case you need to have uh, argued successfully that you have a public interest in, in running these articles rather than some sort of sensational disclosures. So the case looks to be over, but Associated Newspapers are saying they're considering an appeal to the Supreme Court. Barring that, it's back to the original judge to work out damages and legal costs. And the firm Megan's instructed doesn't come cheap. Do you have any idea of payout figures? We've already learnt that the 
pre previous hearings in this case that uh, Megan's run up something like £1.5 million worth of costs in fighting this case. That was before the appeals were heard. So I think we can reasonably expect the, the costs to have um, headed upwards towards the two million mark, if not beyond that. Um, the level of damages hasn't yet been set in this case. And so that will, that will be for further argument to be ventured. How come we've not seen either the Sussexes or Mr. Markle take the stand? That's the kind of thing that might have happened if this case had gone to trial. It could have been um, Megan giving evidence. I think uh, it was almost inevitable that Thomas Markle would have been called to give his side of the story. And, and we may even have seen Prince Harry up on the witness box explaining his part in, in all of this and, and the, sort of the private discussions that he may have had with his wife about the letter. Why haven't we seen that? Because that was something that would have happened at the trial itself. And this case has been brought to a, a, perhaps a, a, what you could describe as a premature end. So the judge threw it out. The appeal court said there was no defence and therefore there's no justification for having a trial. You can read Tristan's report in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm.